This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right at the back. How the devil are you all? Good evening. Welcome along. Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. As Craig just said to me before we came on, what could possibly go wrong? I think we should replace that with what could possibly go right. Um, I, I loaded up totally the wrong show. I sent Craig the, therefore the wrong link. He clicked on that link that was late coming in. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the videos are all going to pot. Oh, it can only go one way this show. And it uh, it worries me as to where it is going. I hope you are well. Welcome along. This is Lester Till I Die. Uh, we are live and this is where you can find us.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Oh, it's all going chest up. Good evening, Craig. How, how the devil are you, sir? Um, good, thank you very much. We're about as organised as a Manchester United defensive line. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an insult to us. Yeah. I think that is. Talk, talking about the Manchester, um, you can almost believe we planned this, but talking about the Manchester United back line, I, I make no excuse whatsoever for playing this again. <laughs> Viewers, apologize. I'm continue. <laughs> did that work at your end? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> It totally, totally didn't at my end. So that's the sort of thing. I'll just say two, shall I say, slightly mature men in the internet. <laughs> where, can, where can things go that's, wrong, eh? That's much kinder than you said off air. <laughs> well, you know, I've got to be careful on on air. It's being recorded and people uh, people can use this legally. Rob, good evening. So how the devil are you? Uh, Craig, my little devil. Well, oh, something you two want to discuss, I'll uh, I'll let you talk after the show. Um, totally, I've I've literally got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shows this week. Um, Buddy Leicester City doing well in everything, and we've got all these games. But you like got... you like a, you like Leicester City's version of Romish Ranganathan. You're on everything. <laughs> Even even at two o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep and I'm watching him going round uh, Ethiopia, <laughs> it did help me go to sleep. I've got to be honest with you. But um, Calibou Cup round mm. of sixteen, our old friends Brighton. I know. Seems like it's not a cup season unless we get them, is it? But uh, I'll right <laughs> now. I'll 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 take uh, the same result as last year. That's for sure. Well, yeah, preferably not that late, though. No, although, you know, you take it if it's nil-nil. You know, we'll take it with, well, with, uh, with us getting the winner and not them. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. I think it is, and I think that was proven earlier in the season and, and how Brighton are sort of playing this season. I mean, hopefully oh. we'll have some somebody uh, better behind the old camera at VAR. But of course, that's that's no guarantee, is it? No, no, it's not. Hopefully, they'll go our way. But uh, you know, Brighton. Obviously, we don't know which team either of us are going to no. put out. Uh, but Brighton are making steady, steady headway, aren't they? Over the the last few seasons, since Graham Potter's come in, he's done a really good job. You know, there's still a couple of players short of a really top notch side, but they. They managed to pen Man City in uh, in for a good sort of twenty five minutes. Um, uh, once uh, Man City had obviously gone three three nil up, but you know they, <laughs> they penned them back and they took their took their foot off the gas. But um, yeah, but they're they're a useful outfit these days. I mean, unfortunately, we we were going to um, have a Brighton um, fan pop in uh, from mm. the uh, from the uh, Brighton Rock Pod 
Um, but he couldn't make it, so he has sent me something to read out, like, well, like an official statement. statement yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but I mean, do you? I, was, I must admit, I'm very much with with, um, with Brad on this because he kind of says he doesn't buy into the, the Potter hype. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people are saying, "Oh, Potter for England," and. Potter for Man United, mm. and he was well, he was linked with Spurs. Maybe that's not a top job anymore, but you know, he's yet, I think, he's yet to prove himself. Um, I think it's a little harsh. I mean, if you look at his squad again, I would ask the question how many Brighton players are getting in our team? Well, none because you didn't want to do a joint team, did you? Well, <laughs> no, that was mainly because we got no idea who's going to play and who's not. So, wherever yeah. we go with it, you know, it's going to be yeah. wildly out. But, yeah, again, there's there's not many. So, in terms of doing what he's doing with the players he's got, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of managers who are doing not as well with more talent at their disposal, shall we say. I, I, so he's clearly I got something about him. I know what you're saying, um, but I mean, last season he actually finished under Steve Bruce at Newcastle United. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for, and, and he's a British manager, English manager. I hope he does well, and maybe you know, he, he, further down the line, he will, you know, take over from Gareth Southgate. Who knows? But at the moment, I just think he's being overhyped. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, to a slight extent, but I mean, he, he hasn't got a goal scorer for a start. You know, if give Brighton a goal scorer, a proper goal scorer, and it'd be interesting to see what they do. ITM, um, yeah. you know, they, you know, Morpay's not getting in any top half side. To be honest, he's a, he's a decent work a, yeah. work a day striker who puts himself around a lot, but he's he's not. He's not going to get in many teams in the top half of the table. Um, no. And, and that's that's always been their main thing. They've usually been pretty solid at the back, but they just mm. can't convert their possession into, into clear chances or goals. So, But in terms of, you know, a progression, and, and I guess it's a little bit harsh because we you can't expect someone to just turn it round instantly um, uh, with with no big pot of money. So in terms of... Has he done a really good job with what's at his, his disposal? Yes. Whether he could do that at a bigger club with the expectation that comes with it and having to manage egos, that's... Um, to be honest, I'm not sure he'll ever get the chance because these days, you know, big clubs look foreign. You know, they look to yeah. teams who have actually um, done something or managers who have won something and with the best will in the world. You know, unless he can get a, a Carabao Cup or something, there's not much chance of him winning something. So, no. it's it's unlikely that he'll sadly, you know, for for him ever get uh, ever get a shot at it. They are very much the big clubs, the same with the managers as they are with the players. You know, they want the ready-made article. You know, and this yeah. is why, you know, Man United will pay us eighty million for Maguire, and mm. you know when we pay. 30 odd for him, you know, that's they always want that ready made. And I, I agree, I agree with what you're saying. And I hope he does do well because, like I say, we, we you know, we need uh, some good English managers out there. 
Uh, if you come to think, you know, probably the best we've had for a while is Sam Allardyce. That probably sum, sums it up. I can just say, you can tell who the regulars are on this show because the, the jokes come to my standard. As Andrew <laughs> says here, good evening, Andrew. He's just pottering along. That is not a very magical joke at all. What can I say? Uh, but yes, Andrew, we've, we've pulled you down to our level. Um, nobody's yet pulled anybody down to TM's level, which is Spurs level, which is... <laughs> Spurs, they are the, they they could they could win the uh, the national limbo dancers. Now, I'm t TM, I'm being I'm being unfair. I'm being unfair. To be fair, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, game for them at the weekend because they've mm. they've got that other team who are under a lot of pressure, um, Man United. So that will be an yeah. interesting one. Um, but yeah. it was interesting to see. Um, uh, Nuno <laughs> Spirito Santo. I don't know what he'd been drinking at the weekend, but apparently, um, they fully deserved to beat uh, West Ham, according to him, despite not having a shot in the second half. And that's not a shot on target, that's a shot, but mm -hmm. apparently, they deserve to win. So, um, who knows what he's yeah. been taking? Who knows? But then again, you know, he, he was there, so something like 10th choice manager, mm. wasn't he? Please. Andy, he's a top potter. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, sorry, Rob, that is I'm a top uh, I'm a top potter. Chris. If your jokes weren't as bad as mine, I would mm. I would ban you. But uh, Chris, what he's what he's giving you there is the opportunity to plug your special guest for the um for the score prediction show. Do you know what? Do you know what? you are very, very true there, young man. And um, as soon as you, as soon as you mentioned it, as soon as you mentioned it, talking of top potters, thank you, Greg. <laughs> uh, the prediction show this Thursday, the twenty eighth. Uh, Mark Selby, the old jester from Leicester, who, who's a bit of a potter himself on the old Green Bays, uh, but he's a big fan of Leicester City. He's unfortunately not going to be able to make it himself because obviously he is a rather busy man, as I'm sure you can uh, accept. But he has sent me his predictions through, and, and I really do thank him for that, that he took the time to do that for me. Really, really nice guy. Um, and Andrew... No, it's not Harry Potter. <laughs> I do. That would be some. That would be some guess, though, wouldn't it? It really would be. Um, well, if you carry on the, I assume you'll carry on the Potter theme, and, and next week we'll have Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! No, before I, I could go so many places sure with that. I'm sure he could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she's very she's been she's a very nice lady and i would you know she's helped me out a couple of times i would i would thank her for her support but she never wears it <laughs> anyway, just, you, you see this is your fault you, you've <laughs> took me down you've took me down this line and then another <laughs> wormhole <laughs> exactly Ter terry says i fancy a good duffy and dunk uh, TM well, wait till the show's point. finished, please. If you could, <laughs> yes, please, please do. Not when you're watching the uh, using the mm. laptop, sir. Uh, yeah, thinks I am having to go at Tottenham. 
yeah, probably. I'm not going to deny it. Um, so we are playing on Wednesday. I thought we'd have a week off from York, and I completely, I'm going to be totally honest with you, I'd completely forgotten this match. I hadn't planned it into my, <laughs> into my schedule at all. But round of 16, tomorrow night, uh, 7.45 at the KP. It's on lcfc.com forward slash radio if you fancy um, uh, uh, listening to a couple of the ex-players. Or, of course, you've got Matt Piper uh, on BBC Radio Leicester with Owen, and we send our best wishes out to uh, to Ian Stringer mm-hmm. uh, of BBC Radio Leicester. All our best, Ian, and uh, hope uh, hope you get well soon. Yeah, um, best, yeah. So, as it is Brighton. Um, this happened earlier in the season. Um, well, uh, about a month ago, to be honest with you, and it's it's mm. still it still hurts. Brighton, well, we used to say Brighton and Hove Albion, of course. Now they're called Brighton VAR to Leicester City 1. Um, it, it, it's revenge, isn't it? Well, for that particularly, you know, it, um, it was a funny game, wasn't it? Because we were pretty awful, you know, first half and then we came back into it. But, you know, VAR was definitely not our friend on that particular day. And, um, you know, again, it comes down to consistency, doesn't it? That uh, you yes. see some goals chalked off and some given for the same offences. Uh, in fact, I think there was one very similar that was given um, on the same weekend. So disappointing. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, you know, we only have ourselves to blame if we're if we're playing so badly that we're we're having to rely on VAR to get us out of a hole as well, um, and and you know since then, in, uh, vast improvements I think in level of performance from individuals and uh, mm. and from the team as a whole. And in any fairness, VAR did kind of come to our rescue against Brentford. They did <laughs> at, the, at the weekend. I mean, I did. Um, I've 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 um <laughs> I wanted to play in all my jingles in one go um and running out of them for later in the show uh just to, just to mention. <laughs> Mr. BBC himself. Yeah, that wasn't playing at all. BBC website, talking points, mm. foxes, and, I, and this is this is my sort of blog today, and you can you can find it every Tuesday on under the Tuesday talking point on BBC um, website on Leicester City's homepage on there. Foxes consistently inconsistent, and I gave fair praise there to Brentford, but we suddenly had a couple of games there mm-hmm. where yes, we've had three wins in the road, but we had. A great performance against Man United, although you wouldn't believe that if you listened to the radio or read the the, the news reports. Mm. It was all about how bad new Man United were. But we had a, we played really, really well. Uh, we played well in the Europa, but Brentford didn't, <laughs> and we struggled against Brentford. Really, didn't we? I think I think it was almost a smash and grab. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to uh, to see the game. Uh, obviously, saw the highlights and, and heard yeah. a bit. And um, but I don't think it was anything that we didn't expect. And, and when we were talking on the on the preview show, it, it almost went exactly to type that we knew that they would come at us 
and be in our face. And it was up to us to sort of hold our nerve, match their physicality, and we, we'd have opportunities to play through them. And um, we did in the end. You know, we, we created a few chances and, and the, the second goal was fantastic sort of third man running goal and, and team play where we got through the press. But I do worry a little bit about our lack of physicality. You know, they they won virtually every 50-50 ball. Yeah. They were winning 60-40 balls. Um, and we knew that. And Brendan would have known that. The players would have known that. But still, we didn't match that up. You know, and people are giving a lot of praise to, to Brentford for the way they play. And they do try and get it down a little bit. But, you know, in many ways, you've got to say, you know, are they a glorified Stoke? And nobody gives Stoke any uh, credit when they played in a similar fashion of up and at them and, and in your face and closing you down. Um, they have got a bit more quality. I will give them that, Brentford. But they're, they're matching that sort of level of work rate. And the impressive thing is their fitness levels that they never let up. You know, they were, mm. they were going at 90 minutes. So how long they'll be able to sustain that over a season, I'm not sure. But they're giving better teams than us, you know, a tough time. Um, yeah. I mean, we did say... Away with that. It was a great we did result. say that against Leeds last season, didn't we? Very much sort yeah. of that they have a similar style, and mm. uh, they they it worked for them for one season, struggling this season. But Brentford also reminded me of uh, Leicester under Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fighting till the end. They were making life difficult. They were a team, mm. I think, that nobody's going to want to play uh, uh, if they can help it. Mm. Um, but. Back to Brighton and Thursday, it's mm. going to be a different sort of game, isn't it? Because Brighton aren't aren't, aren't Brentford, to state the obvious, I guess. But you know, what I mean, they they play a different style. Yeah, they do. It's much more about possession. Um, I mean, it could be a game where both teams just sit in their half and keep possession, and then just pass it back to the opposition after five minutes. You know, it depends how. Um, attack-minded either team really wants to be. But, you know, they're both possession teams. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to who takes the chances on the night. Um, and hopefully we're a little bit more clinical than they are. I'm not sure who they're going to go with. They don't have a vast array of talent up front. You know, once you, you get past Morpay and, and Welbeck, they've not got a lot. They've got uh, the Irish lad who who isn't the greatest finisher, but he does put himself around a lot. Um, so I think, again, we might have to be patient. It may be a long haul, but it's about taking the chances when we create them. I think we will. I mean, I don't know if you've heard an update on sort of Vardy's injury at all. But, I mean, I think the thing now is, you know, Jamie didn't have his best game against mm. Brighton. We know why now. Mm. Uh, he lasted only 45 minutes, had very few touches, but... You, you've not got to worry about, oh, God, what are we going to do? We haven't got Jamie Vardy. You know, we've, we've, we've got somebody who happens to, like, potting four balls into the net, back to potting again, <laughs> in a game. It's, it's a good position to be in. It is. Uh, but it's important to, to understand and know whether Jamie is going to be fit for Arsenal. Because mm. if not, then there's every chance that Brendan might twist things around a little bit because he knows he needs to keep... Ian Acho and Daka fit. Now, if you go behind them, past them, I'm not sure there's a lot of striking talent available at the club in terms of out-and-out strikers. So it wouldn't surprise me if he switches it up a little bit and goes back to a one up front um, just to protect someone to play with Vardy, to be honest. 
I can see that all. I think I think his his plan, you know, at the start of the week, well, back end of last week, was probably after Dakar, and you know, mm. we, we he kind of almost came out and said straight away, you know, he's not going to be starting against you know yeah. against Brentford. Um, and I think the idea was probably to play Dakar in this midweek, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, and then Jamie at the at the weekend anyway. Yeah. So you know, if he is slightly injured, because I think Arsenal will suit. I say suit Vardy's style of play. Dakar's obviously not totally dissimilar. No, but um, I think um, you know, I think Vardy. If you've got to say which game would you sooner see Jamie, Jamie Vardy fit for? I've got to be honest with you, it's probably the Arsenal game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I can see, as I say, if there's any doubt at all about... Um... Okay. Um... Yeah, that's the best we can say to that, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we've acknowledged it's there. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, Um Yeah. If there's any doubt about Jamie, I don't think Dakar starts, uh, to be honest, because I think, mm. you know, whichever way you go, I think you need that threat in behind against Arsenal. Uh, you need that pace. So, uh, ideally, yes, you, you want to save Jamie for, for Arsenal. Uh, mm. And I say, if it looks like he's going to be fit, then he could probably go with Dakar and Acho. But it wouldn't surprise me if one of those is is rested and, uh, and Perez is pushed forward or, or even Harvey Barnes. Well, I was going to say, we've got Barnes and we might have a chance to have a look at um, mm. who we would think we might be seeing at the end of the day with a, a, a quick um, um, team pick. But yeah, you've got, you've got. I mean, I think he's already stated in the press, you know, Luckman and Barnes have been unlucky not to have been featured. But, you know, we're doing so well, no disrespect without them. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Luckman's been unlucky. I don't think Barnes has been unlucky because he's not pulled up any trees since he's been back, to be honest. And, uh, I think most of the fans were, were were calling for for Barnes to be rested. Now this is probably the first time in his career when he's been taken out of the firing line, the mm. same way Madison has been earlier uh, this season. So you look to see how those players uh, respond to it. Madison's responded positively in the last few games. Hopefully Barnes will do the same and, and realise that their their places in the team are not uh, a foregone conclusion anymore. No, and I think that is a good position to be in. Um, mm. And I think it's all about managing those expectations. And, you know, we, 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 I've got a second show tonight, nine o'clock, with X on the pitch with Julian Watts. And we're going mm. to be talking about Solskjaer and Man United. You know, I think Evans can manage players better than probably Oli can. I mean, Oli's got some big names in there to try mm. and manage. And if he's not playing them, you know, the, the, you're gonna. I think he's gonna have trouble, but it hasn't done Madison any harm, has it? Because he looks pretty much, you know, almost almost back to his best. Yeah, I think he's got a bit of a swagger back about him, hasn't he? And yeah. uh, you know, he always talks very well, and it was it was nice to see him come out and talk after the game as well, and also to take on board the stick that he was getting off uh, off the fans as well, and responding uh, in a proper, almost Jamie Vardy fashion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he needs to do now is consistently continue that form. There's no point doing it, scoring a goal and then dropping off, particularly yeah. if he wants to force his way back into the England team. You know, what he's had is a, is a short, sharp reminder that your first and foremost thing you have to do is force your way back into your club team. Now, he's managed yeah, to yeah. do that. 
his next step is to be consistent enough to get back into the England squad. And there's a lot of competition for places, so he can't afford to let up. No, no, not at all. I mean, let me just read out to you what um, the gentleman has said from from Brighton Rock, uh, if I can just bring it up. Um, exactly. I know he, did, he did want to sort of do his best to get on the show. Um, my, my, my internet is being the proverbial... Um, pain as they say so he goes uh hi foxes how the devil are you <laughs> and this is a gentleman uh from brighton rock pod um so um russell from brighton rock pod a lovely guy um we had him on Is the he, quiz as well didn't yes, we yeah, yeah we did so he said, he goes, so we meet again. <laughs> we meet again, Mr. Sherlock, I know. Sandwiched in between two massively tough league fixtures for us. I'm not expecting a strong squad for this one or indeed any kind of a success with the final score. We have, uh, we have some good depth in general, but nothing significant in comparison to you guys. So it looks like we will fail to make the business end of this competition yet again. And it says quarterfinals plus. I predict to start for the excellent Alex Mac, McAllister, sorry, and some of the uh, some of our young talent, such as centre back Hayden Roberts and central attacking midfielder Taylor Richards. Would like to see uh, start under twenty three striker uh, Evan Ferguson get a run out, but not sure he will. And he's going for a two 0 win for the Foxes. Um, and he says, "Oh, and thanks for beating Brentford and keeping us in fifth. <laughs> All the best, Russell. <laughs> thanks, Russell. So he, he's he's not uh, he's not overly confident, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Um, I mean, when they came before in the FA Cup, they, they fielded a fairly strong side. But I think there's a big difference um, in mindset between the Carabao Cup and the and the FA Cup, particularly when you get to yeah. to the later rounds. Yeah. The the argument could be though that realistically." I mean, Brighton have made a very good start. They're not going to go down. Are they going to have enough squad depth to maintain a push for a Europa League spot? Potentially, mm. maybe not. I would be d disappointed as a Brighton fan if my team wasn't targeting success in the Cup, to be honest. So, you know, particularly early, early doors in this one. I don't know what he's got to lose by not going for it, but it sounds like... Um, they're going to take the the safe route and rest a lot of players. I mean, you made the very good point there. You know, FA Cup, Caribou Cup. You know which one you're going to do mm. well in. But as fans, we obviously want to do well in every cup. Mm. But you know, if if he was to get knocked out, I'm sure the fans would say oh, it's only the Caribou Cup. You know, <laughs> well, mm. uh, whatever. But like you say, but it's a chance. For him, I mean, I know Man City have won it every year, but when you go back to the, you know, we had our success under Martin O'Neill, the big clubs don't always take it seriously, and it, you know, it is a route into Europe and it is silverware. Yeah, I mean, the um, they, they tend to take it uh seriously after this round, don't they? Uh, when yeah. you get to quarterfinals, you're a couple of games away from Wembley, and then the lure of Wembley takes over for players, yeah. managers, fans alike. Um, but as I say, going back to, to that about Brighton, you know, I'd, I'd have thought they'd have had a good go at the two cups. The same with West Ham. West Ham may be a little bit different because they're, they're, they've got the Europa League and they're doing really well in that. Um, 
Spurs obviously want to concentrate on the uh, on the conference uh, league. Sorry, sorry, I had a, I had a flash forward there a few seasons. Uh, the conference <laughs> cup. Um, TM, you see, it's not just me. TM, it's not just me. Um, so you know, Brighton are essentially in three competitions. Mm. You know, to to virtually give one of them up is a little bit short sighted. And, and as I say, I'd, I'd be disappointed, but. I'd be quite happy from a Leicester perspective if they want to go down that route and rest some players. Of course. Let me... I mean, we're always putting you in the position of, of sort of the, the, the Leicester manager. Um, let me put you in, in, in Graham Potter's shoes mm. at the moment. And you're looking at Brighton as, as they are. Do you have any serious thoughts that you will end up in a... Europa League place or a conference place or do you say you know let's concentrate on the cups mm -hmm. uh, I think he's got his eye on it but I think he's got to be realistic that they haven't got the squad depth um, so for them to to actually if they finished top six top seven that is you know probably the best season in there uh, in their high school, uh, the best season in their history. Uh, to be honest, I know they've they've had success in cups in the past, but uh, in the in the modern day, in the modern era, in the Premier League era, it would be a phenomenal achievement for them to be able to sustain it. When you think you've got the the standard top four, then you've got Spurs, then you've got Arsenal. Arsenal starting to show a little bit of form. West Ham are doing really well. You've got Everton. Us, you know, for for, for Brighton to push in that. I'd be very surprised, to be honest, if they could sustain it. So I, I, I bet, I bet going into this season, most of the fans and probably Potter and his staff would have said, in terms of progression, we need to, a top half finish and have a good go in one of the cups. You know, so I would be having a go in the cup. You know, mm. you know, you get. They know we're going to change it around a bit. This is a great opportunity. It's decided on the night. It's not a two-leg thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't go for it. it you know, that that level of team, I, it really annoys me uh, as a fan. You know, when we used to do it, you know, mm. you know, we had a couple of seasons where we started resting players. And I know we're going to do it again, but we've got a much broader squad, so we can probably cope yes. with it a little bit. Yeah. But as yeah. a fan, as a Brighton fan, surely you're thinking, you know, It'd be great to get back to Wembley in a cup final. We've got a team who are capable of doing that, of having a run in a cup, much mm. less capable of sustaining a full season. So let's have a go. You 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 were thinking back to Newport, weren't you? Then when you were saying that, um, yeah. I mean that we've we've never had the big enough squad. I don't think to be able to put out. A, if I hate to say second string team, but Basically, that's what 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 we were doing. We we know we like you say now. You look at our bench and you're thinking, you know that that's that's another team really, isn't it? Yeah. So yes, we have got it. And TM has noticed that you pick on her as well, not just me. So thank you, TM. <laughs> and good evening to um, good evening to uh, Scott. Thanks for joining Thanks, us, Scott. mate. How the devil are you? Uh, Sports Central. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I believe Daka should start this game. Also, the midfield should be beefed. It, it's who you beef, beef it up with. I want to take you back, though, to a point that was made earlier by Terry. I think it was a very mm. good point. Uh, it used to be 
that we can't start without Vardy. Mm. Now it's can we start without Evans? It's an excellent point, Terry. Uh, the worry is that we're relying maybe on a player that his age doesn't worry me so much because you know the footballers are fit and if you're going to worry about age look at Jamie Vardy but mm-hmm. his injuries worry me as yeah. to how many games or how often he can go on playing you know two matches a week yeah it is a concern to be honest uh, but it is a, a very good point Terry uh, you know people who have listened to me um, on here over the last few months know that I'm not Evan's biggest fan um, mm. that's predominantly when he's on the ball. Um, but it's, you can't argue against the uh, the sort of experience that he brings to that back line and the fact that people play better when he's in the team. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it is proving to be important. And that's something really that, um, that the management team needs to be aware of. I I would imagine they are already looking around to see who they could get next season from an experience point of view. Because if you're going to go like for like, Vestergaard hasn't got, he's got experience, but he's not that kind of player. Um, you wouldn't want to be going that down that route. Obviously, we'd have Fulfana coming back. Um, it seems to be a little bit earlier than, than we would do. But still... You know, Fafana would only benefit from having Evans alongside him in terms of talking him through games. Um, in the same way that Wes Morgan did it a little bit. And I know Wes Morgan yeah. had a lot of critics as well. But that experience, particularly in that area of the pitch, you know, is difficult. Um, you can't really buy it, you know, even though I think we're going to need to. I don't know. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head mm. um, who would fill that role if Evans is struggling after this season. Exactly, yeah, I think we we do need to buy. I mean, for Fana, mm. you know, the papers are to be believed will be back just in time for Manchester United to buy him. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, I go back and maybe I, I, I've got blinkered uh, tunnel vision here, but you know, to me, Tarkovsky is is the guy we should go for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think we should have got him instead of Vestergaard, but I understand why not because we, I don't think we would have had the money for what. They were asking, but we may have missed the boat with that one because obviously Newcastle is sniffing around him now. Yeah, I think I think he'd be ideal for for Newcastle. You know, yeah. I could understand. Uh, you know, I was never his biggest fan, but I, I can you know I, I I can see his qualities. Yeah. Whether he's vocal enough in terms of uh, of that kind of player in terms of an Evans replacement, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but definitely there needs to be somebody in the pipeline somewhere uh, yeah. to bring in uh, to replace Evans, that's for sure. Yeah. And looking at going into this, um, this is the form guide going into the game tonight. Um, we're slightly, actually, slightly better form than, than Brighton are. We have uh, closed that gap to just one point between us. Um, unfortunately, We've still got the Brighton result on the on the bottom yeah. of that that section there, uh, and I know we've got Arsenal at the weekend. But you know Brighton as as well. You know they lost to Man City, but you know that's there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to lose to Man City this season. Yeah. Um, they they could only draw with Norwich, which was I think was a surprise to everybody. Nobody had that on the coupon, but they've got Liverpool at the weekend, and, and you know that's going to be at the back of their minds, isn't it? 
It is, I think. You know, they'll be looking to test themselves against Liverpool. Liverpool, who, who seem to be just brushing everybody aside at the moment. So uh, they'll they'll want to test themselves, and they'll. I'm sure they'll they'll put up a, a very good show. Um, but you just look at that in terms of goals scored. Obviously, they got unfortunately got two against us. But you know, yeah. I think you and I would probably scored two against us the way we played that first half. Um, but then beyond that, they've had what two nil nils there, nil nil with Norwich. Uh, who looked shocking against Chelsea, where they shipped seven. Yes. Nil-nil, nil-nil with Arsenal. Uh, and then a 1-1 at the weekend. So, um, a 1-1 before that, before getting beaten by Man City, where they scored one again. And that was a penalty. So, yeah. they're not the most um, free-scoring of teams. Um, well, just looking at the the, 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 the... They've scored nine and conceded nine. Yeah. It's the yeah. lowest, apart from... Um, they are the lowest. I mean, you know, Liverpool have got 27, just as a comparison at the weekend, and conceded yeah. six. But, you know, like you say, that that seems to be their their, their, their problem. Um, they're not, they're not uh, like you say, scoring that frequently. They say lowest to the top half of the table easily. Um, uh, Sports Central here saying it would be amazing to try out a front three combination of Daka and Acho and Vardy with Tillemans in a free role. I, to be honest with you, I think I think we're going to be talking of resting some players. You know, we had um, yeah last week we had um, two games. This week we've got two games. Next week um, we've got two games. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's going to be some players and mm. and Tillemans. You know, he holds the record for the most minutes played mm. this weekend. I think it, this 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 season. I think he's going to need a rest, isn't he? Um, he's probably going to need a rest. I'm not sure he's going to get one. Uh, to mm-hmm. be honest, I, I've said this before, and I'm not going to use that phrase. But um, as I say, I don't, I don't see a team that Brendan puts out not having Tielemans starting. To be honest, um, he may well choose this game to do it. I'm not sure what else he's got. I'm, I'm not sure someone will be able to tell us whether it's this competition that Mendy can play in. Um, I got a feeling it is. So you mm-hmm. might well see Mendy play if he's fit. Um, I think Dewsbury Hall will get another run out. Yeah, um, but you still see need somebody to knit that together. Um, so I could I mean, see got, them playing. You got Samari, who he's been he's very much been playing in that Indeedy role. But Samari yeah. is very much a box to box midfielder. So maybe the Samari into the Tillemans role with mm. Mendate, Stroke, um, Chowdhury, whichever one is available. Um, well, we know Chowdhury is mm. to, to to fill to fill that uh, defensive role. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he could go that he, he wants to go with uh, Chowdhury and Mendy to allow Dewsbury Hall to have a bit more of a freer role and see what he mm. can do. I think it'll all come down to whether he sticks with a five at the back or whether he reverts to a four, um, which I've got a feeling he might go back to a four, to be honest. Um, mm. And I think when you when you look at that that front side, uh, that, those, that front three that uh, SP was talking about there, I think you could only play that if you had a back four as well, because you can't play that and a five. Um, yeah. Yeah. Liverpool do it with their front line, their front three, who are frightening, but uh, they do it with a, a back four. Um, so I know there's one competition, Scott, that Mendy can play in. Um, yeah. It's either the Europa League or the, um, or the League Cup. I don't I think it's the Europa League because... No, I think it's um, the League I, I thought he yeah. played in the last round, to be honest. Yes. 
only only because um, Benkovic is in the Europa League. Yeah, and I'm sure you. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why he's suddenly gone with because Mendy had a great season last season, standing in for Indeedy when he was injured. Yeah, and I think Rogers maybe ruined that decision a little bit, possibly. But you know, but then again, is this you know it's time for Chowdhury to maybe. Take the take the bite and you know take, bite the bullet and go. Right, I'm going to go for this now. When I get my chance, mm. you know, you're going to have me rather than Mendy. But bit of a scary point I'm coming up to now because whenever you've um, picked one to watch um, in the past, they've always gone out and um, and uh, and played well against us. So I'm a little mm. bit nervous about asking this, but. You're one to watch <laughs> in the Brighton team, Greg. Yeah, well, I'm 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 thinking that he is going to play in this one, to be honest, because he's coming back from injury and mm. uh, he's not started the last couple, but he's come on as a sub. And I'm sure Leicester City fans will will remember this guy. He actually made his Brighton his full Brighton debut against us uh, prior to COVID. Um, it was his first full game uh, after he signed for um, for Brighton. Came from Chelsea, um, and just a fantastic, fantastic talent. He's, you know, we talk about players having Duracell batteries. This guy just runs and runs. They've covered him fairly well for him um, during his his long injury, but even at the weekend when he came on for a short period against Man City, he was running them ragged as well. Um, plays as a right back, sometimes a wing back. But he just wants to get forward the whole time. But his recovery speed is is really impressive. You know, similar to a Kyle Walker in terms of him getting back. Very, you know, a small diminutive player, similar to to, to a Mendy, I guess. He's only five foot five, and there would have been a time when um, he wouldn't have even got a shot at professional football in the in the old days when the old you would you're too short. Mm. But he's a, he's just a real real talent, and as I say, I can see him playing in this to give him a full 90 minutes to get him back to full fitness. But if so, whoever's playing down that left-hand side is not going to have an easy night because he will be at them the whole time. Really like it. You know, if we were to ever uh, lose Pereira, then I, he'd be all over my shopping list, that's for sure, um, yeah. to, to get him. And I think I think Bright should enjoy him while they've got him because I don't, I'm not sure they'll have him for too much longer, to be honest. But fantastic talent and definitely one to watch in the game tomorrow. No, brilliant. Thank you for that. I like you. It's a shame, but you know, when you say that about Brighton, it always makes me think about Leicester. You know, you know, we, we nurture these players and unfortunately mm. always uh always end up some there's always another bigger team, isn't there? You know, and yeah. uh, I actually might remind the Man United fans when they're after all our players that Ronaldo did actually leave them to go to Real Madrid. You know, they've yeah. got to you've got to think about these. Terry says here, um, other than a trip to Wembley and entry into the conference thing, are fans really bothered about winning? Now, I'll let you have a say in this, but I, I just mm. want to say first, yes, because, mm. you know, at this point, uh, I want to win everything. Mm. If you ask me the question, you're in four competitions, which one would you least want to win? Then I suppose it would be the League Cup. But there's no guarantee, Terry, I don't think that we're going to necessarily get into Europe. Uh, I think the top four's open again because um, Man United are struggling so much. And I, I'd got them, City, Chelsea, Liverpool as a, as a 
you know, money on bet for fifth minute yeah. in the top four. So you've got the top three plus possibly now one other. Mm. But, you know, we've not had the best of starts of the season. Mm. We may not even get into the Europa League. So would I take the Conference League, unlike a lot of Tottenham fans, TM, if you're still watching, sorry. Yes, I would, because we're not big enough to look down our nose mm. at the Conference. It's Europe. So for me, yes, I am bothered about winning. Yeah, I think... Um... I think it's more a mentality thing. I mean, what have we said? Is it Man City have won it three or four times in a row? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if a team like Man City are bothered about winning this, you know, and, and in the big scheme of things, they're not. You know, it's probably well down their list of things they want to win. But for me, it's more about a mentality of being a winning club. So if you're in a competition, you want to win it. And I think mm. that's the way Pep looks at it. He does throw you know, some of his fringe people in it, but he's got enough quality to be able to put out a strong side. And you know that when you get to Wembley, nobody wants to come away from Wembley as a loser. So, yes, it is a trip to Wembley, but it is still silverware. And at the end of it, you want to win silverware. And, yes. um, so I think, I think, yes, I think he'll make changes, but I think he will put a team out that he thinks is capable of winning the game. Yeah, and I think you know as much as sort of this this current woke generation that we're living through at the moment want you know us all to compete but not have a winner. Uh, I mean, I think you know there's it the Booker Prize where everybody says, "Well, we don't want to win it. We should all share it between us." I mean, what's the point of being in any form of competition? Take whether even you know what's the point of going into the sack race or the egg and spoon race if you don't want to win it? There's just no point whatsoever. Mm. Louise Brown, Louise, good evening. How the devil are you? Uh, she sums it up perfectly. Winning is a habit. You should always try to win. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. And talking. And I've got this one, Craig. I'm all right. I've got this one. Talking of winning, that leads me very nicely. <laughs> you know, you could almost think that we 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 we, we rehearsed this, and and then you watch it and you think, Nah, no, you didn't. <laughs> talking about talking about winning, we've got this coming up on Thursday. I need to turn my computer. It was only a short one. Sorry, mate. He got you there with your mug in the face. Um, that, I will be a mug, that's for sure. <laughs> We've got our brand new quiz. It's the pilot show, so it's just a, a one-off at the moment. Um, Craig, who is for, from this point on will be known as the quiz master, will be uh, taking on all comers. Um, and we're starting off with Dan. And uh, it's a bit of fun. It's not football at all. That's why I say it's a bit of fun, a uh, bit of general knowledge in there. You may recognise the format once we get uh, get, get into it, but that, that's on Thursday. And um, uh, you're looking forward to it? Are you cluing up on your, uh, on your general knowledge? Uh, no, it's going to be weird, isn't it? Because I'm going to be the, on the wrong end of the questions this time. Yes. So, um, yes. obviously... As the quiz master, you know, I, I should be passing that baton to you, Chris. Now, you, you've seen how it's done, so I'm sure it's in safe hands. Um, I, I, you, you have set such high standards. I know I will pale in insignificance next to you, sir. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll do a great job. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, am I confident? Uh, no, but um, it'll be a bit of fun and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I think I'm prepared in terms of um, my little bits of paper with A, B and C on it. Um, apart Have from that, I'm, that? Not, I'm not sure what to expect. So uh, That might give you a clue as to where this is going, folks, <laughs> if you've got A, B and C on your bits of paper. Um, but it's, it, it, is, I mean, it is multiple choice, so it's just hmm. a case of... Uh, of Jogging your There'll memory. be a lot of uh, what's known as educated guesses or uneducated yes. guesses, probably. Indeed. Okay, so um, very, very quickly, uh, we, well, I think we can just uh, got time to run through mm. this. If, oh, honestly, is that, is that finally it's coming up? So just very, very quickly, we're not going to take too long over this, but the team that we think might go out against, um, against Brighton. Um, do you think you think it's going to be a four four two again? Do you? Or I, I think so. To be honest, just because of numbers um, mm. and giving people a rest, I think he's got more players going forward who probably need some game time um, yes. than those at the back. So I think he'll be quite protective of those at the back and uh, and not risk players. No, I mean let's start. I think mean, I think I would put Danny Ward in there. I think that would be a given. Do you think? Um, I've got a sneaky... We'll put Danny Ward in, but I've got a sneaking feeling he may go for Schmeichel, but I know Danny Ward would not be happy if he's not getting a game even in this level. But, um, but yeah, let, let's he go for He played in the last round, though, didn't he, against Millwall? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Did he? You know, yeah. I think he did. I'll, I'll, he I'll did, no, he, your, he did. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he <laughs> should be. This should be his competition, shouldn't it? So. It should, yeah. I mean, like you say, if he's not, if he's not even getting a a, a run out on, on, on in this, then he's got to mm. sort of, you know, be, be on the phone to his agent. Really, you know, <laughs> Hayden. Good so. evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, now then, the back four and mm. left back there for me. Um, I think you've got to give a run out to to Ryan Bertrand. <sighs> or would you I, go with Luke Thomas? I, I, I think he might go Thomas. Right. I think I think he might go Thomas. Um, yeah. And is that thinking of Arsenal at the weekend, do you think? Yeah, only because, well, we're not sure about the, the fitness still of Castagna. I know he played, mm. uh, whether he's still harbouring something. I, I, think, I think he won't want to risk Bertrand if he needs to put him in because there's an issue with Castagna, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, so the safer option may be to go with Thomas. Yeah. And on the right, would that be Piero or would you go? I'm tempted. Oh, I don't know about Amati, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not sure. I think it may be. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, the, the other guy, the, the young guy we got from Arsenal, um, may come in and get a get a run out. Right, right. No, I, I know what you mean. Right. He's not in your list, so let, let's say Pereira's going to play, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not on the BBC's list, shall we yeah. say, yeah. I do know who you mean um, yeah. on that. Uh, again, if he's not in the squad, would he be, you know, in or out sort of thing? Yeah. The two centre-backs, to me, um, this is where I would start to, to, to rest people. Um yeah. I, I, I can't play Evans. I really can't no. because I think we need him for Arsenal. Um, 
And I know last season we went out to Arsenal in, in the first game in, in this cup. And if we did go out to Brighton tomorrow, whilst I do want to win everything, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be crying into my milk. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I'm thinking Amati and Vestergaard. I personally, I'd be going Vestergaard and Soyuncu. Um, really? Only because. We know in the past, Amati's had fitness issues in terms of uh, muscle strains and the like. Mm. And I, I don't see a reason why Soyuncu should be rested, to be honest. I don't, I don't know what benefit that would give him. He's not someone who struggled with injury in the past. Um, and, and he's probably the most aggressive uh, defender we've got. So personally, I would go that. I couldn't argue against you going with Amati and Vestergaard. Mm. I just think he might be Soyuncu and, and Vestergaard. I think Vestergaard definitely plays, yes, uh, yeah. particularly from a height perspective as well. And we're not sure, obviously, what, what team Brighton are going to put out. No, they, we don't. And this is, this they do, have, guess. They yeah, do this is... have quite uh, a few tall defenders, that's for sure. Yeah. I, 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 my thinking with, with Amati is that Soyuncu, he has improved, but he's mm. still... The problem is a lot of the time, I don't necessarily think it's Soyuncu's problem. I think quite often it's Schmeichel playing Soyuncu into problems yeah. with this playing out from the back. Uh, and I know some people disagreed with me in, in the post-match show at the weekend. But, you know, I just think we, we have too much um, reliance on this playing out from the back. And, mm. and you know, Schmeichel seems to look at it. I mean... <sighs> When he kicks the ball up, it's almost, you know, if he gets his kick right, it, it's almost like an assist. You know, we've yeah. seen that recently. Uh, but it's almost like, like, who do I pass to? Mm-hmm. Everybody's marked, but I've still got to pass it to somebody. And you don't want to be passing to one of your back four when he's got, you know, a Brighton player behind him, although they may not press as much as, as Brentford did. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're going to, and, and, you know, he did this against Brentford and it was to Soyuncu, and I think it was, mm-hmm. and he lost the ball and we ended up giving the, Brentford a throw in literally on, you know, the, 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 the line with the, with the bigger box. And I'm thinking, like, if I want to lose the ball, kick it upfield and I'd sooner mm-hmm. lose it in their half than you know, that close to our goal. Yeah, I think, again, it comes down to that bit of lack of physicality further up very often. So unless they're free, we're not we're not the most physical team. So it is going to come straight back at us. Um, and I, I, I've made this point before um, that I don't... It's almost like Schmeichel, once he's given his first pass away, he thinks that's his responsibility done rather than saying, yeah. um, you know, what's, what's the guy who I'm giving it to, what's he going to do? Where's his next passed out of it? It doesn't seem to think like that. But hopefully, with Danny Ward in there, it'll be a different uh, thing. So, Soyuncu may not be put under as much pressure. No. Uh, Daley Campbell, is that the gentleman you were thinking of? That's the of? one, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's every chance that you're, you're right and he, and he plays Amati as a right back again. You know, that could happen. But, you know, Daley Campbell, mm. uh, I think he only had one outing. Um, mm. uh Oh, he played actually. He played against Brighton in the cup last season in the FA Cup game, I think, and he was instrumental in winning the corner that we um, yeah. eventually scored the winner from. So, yeah, um, yeah. so he could. I, I, I just, I just don't like. I think if I played Amart, it would be as one of the two centre backs. I don't. Yeah, I think like he's much safer there. Yeah, right, right. Yes, indeed. Um, 
Right on the on the on the left wing, left of midfield. Um, who are you thinking of there? I think this will be the return of Harvey. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you there. I think uh, if you're going to bring him back, then what what's the harm? We know, you know. I've got to be totally honest with you. Although he's not been at his best recently, he's had a couple of good games. And when he's got mm. that ball, he's not scared to run at the defence. No, he, he does got, carry it well. Yeah. And if he's got, if you know, Brighton, as, as the Brighton fan said earlier, you know, if they're putting out some of their, you know, under 23s, mm. he's going to he's going to be scaring them. He really he is. is. The, the only danger is with having Barnes and Thomas there. That if if Lamptey's playing as a right back. Yeah, he, he, he better have his running boots on and be prepared to uh, to track him back. Yeah, and then Lookman on the right. You're going to put Dewsbury Hall there. No, no, let's go with Lookman. Yeah, I just think he is uh, he, ready for another start. Like I say, he's impressed me more when he's come on as a sub rather than at a start. But I think yeah. it might have been yourself that said. With his pace and his ability, when the the defenders are tiring, he looks better and he, he he's he's more dangerous than being on from the start. Yeah. Um, we've known indeed, indeedy. Um, to me, you see, I I'm thinking you've got to give Tillemans a rest sometimes. Surely he can't go on and on. And the problem is, you know, the more you play a player, the more susceptible they are to injury. Only because yeah, that's true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to bow down to to your experience on this one, Chris. Yeah, I know. Only because I say not because um, you know, obviously you play more games, you've, you've got to make a chance of getting injured. But I just think you know if you're tired and you're not quite totally into it, you know, a game and you know two games a week. And I know I've said in the past, well, oh, you know, they're youngsters and they paid a lot of money, they should be able to do it. And I was a lad and all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> I just think we, we are we are risking our player of the season so far, to be honest with yeah. you. So for me, um, I think you've got to have um, Sumari in there. Um, but I think being given a more freer role, because I, I would actually, and I know I'm not his biggest fan, but he's not let us down so far, um, I would have Chowdhury in there with him. Okay. I personally, I would be playing Dewsbury Hall. I, I don't. Mm. I think this has got to be a game for him to play. To be honest, I'd I'd be having him instead of Samari, um, knowing right, that you've got right. to have Samari against Arsenal uh, because indeed he isn't fit. So that would be my thinking. Okay, so we'll bring Dewsbury Hall in there. Uh, and and, and I do know what you're saying. Uh, I would just like to have seen, would you then have, no, you see, you can't have to me. I, I just want to see Samari let off the leash a little bit. Do you know what I mean? He's he's very much been in the role that he's been asked to play while indeed he's been out. It's kind of mm. almost stifled him because he is, is. Box, box midfielder and he's yeah. having to kind of, play that holding role more. But that's, see, the thing is, when when you listen to, to Brendan speak about him, he thinks he's got that box-to-box role in him. But mm. last season at Lille, he was very much sitting deep. You know, okay. his, I think he scored one goal all season. He was almost like the guy who passed it to the guy who got the assist. 
um, right. rather than getting right. forward. So yeah. I think he's got that in his in his locker because he's still a young player. But his last season, he was very much a, a, a deep lying midfielder rather than a box to boxer. Yeah. Um, let's just catch up a few comments on here. Um, TM, was we, I brought up before, says she can take it. Uh, dare I say that the rumours are going around, TM? But you know, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love you, TM. We love to have you in here. Um, Scott goes uh, Amate right centre back and Pierre right back. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I do. But I'm, go I'm going with Craig on that one. Uh, David S. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, I say Brendan should look at this game as a chance to experiment with personnel, maybe think about how he could incorporate a Luckman or Barnes in the formation with two up front. Uh, Scott, um, here we go. Uh, Luckman, right midfield, Samari, centre, Saudri centre and Barnes left. Uh, mm -hmm. Daka and Inacho up front, he says. Um, and David uh, says, don't forget he made a good move forward. And took a cracking shot that the goalkeeper had to palm out for a corner. Um, who are you referring to there? Um, I think he's probably, he's probably talking about uh, Samari, I would think. Samari, right. Okay. Um, right. Now then, the two up front. Um, are you sat down? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know where this is going, don't you? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think. Um, I know, I know who who I think this, and not necessarily should be, but I think it might be. But yeah. let's see where you're going. Well, I think Inacho plays. I agree. Um, I, I really do, and it's funny because we're saying like, "Oh, Tillemans can't play every game," and at the moment we've we've got Inacho playing every game. Bless mm. him. My thought up front, I, I'm very much in agreement with you. In it depends on Jamie Vardy and how yeah. you know his injury is. If he is fit to play, then I think um Daka plays yeah. against Arsenal. Uh if he isn't fit, then I think we rest Daka and save him for Arsenal. And I would put Perez there. I agree. I, I think that's the way you've got to look at it. As you say, it, it very much does depend on on Vardy's fitness, uh, yes. because you can't you can't go into an Arsenal game without Daka and Vardy. Um, yes. it, we we become a very very different prospect without someone who's going to stretch uh, the the space in behind. Yeah, it's been really interesting anybody... how Daka plays. You know how similar to Vardy yeah. is playing. Yeah, um, so it's great that we've got that option, but. Yeah, so I think you need to protect that um, for, for the Arsenal game. So um, Indeed. I, I can see that as a front two. And and we've managed to get Luckman and Barnes in with the two up front as uh, as requested. <laughs> in, indeed we have. Indeed we have. And if anybody's just heard a thud or they think that there's an earthquake in the northwest of England, that was purely Brad falling off his chair at me picking Perez. To go in the team, <laughs> he will probably never talk to me again. Now <laughs> he's standing in for you on Friday, so I, I, I think he might get his own back. <laughs> on, I think he might well do. But, but in fairness, Perez, credit where credit's due, and, and you know I'm not his biggest fan as I wasn't with Chowdhury, mm. uh, but 
he's not done that bad when he's been on. You know, he's, he's not and assists the other night. Exactly. And, you know, to be fair, you know, players do need pitch time. You can't just not play them and then expect mm. them to come on and do a job when they're needed for 20 minutes in a game. You know, they've, yes. they've got to have pitch time. So these are the games where, you, where, where they should be getting it. Yes, indeed. And you'd have a strong, you know, all those other players that we think should be starting, I'm sure will be sitting on the bench if required. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will be. And it's great that we have got such a, a strong team. Uh, and it's interesting squad. that uh, out of all of that, and particularly from you, Chris, that Mark Albrighton's name didn't meant come in once. And to be honest, you know, you, you could easily play him as a, as a right back as well, um, depending on the formation. You know, he's played there enough times as well. So, uh, mm. but I, I thought um, you'd be squeezing him in somewhere. You know what? I love Mark Albrighton. Obviously, I don't think there's anybody at the club, in fairness, that doesn't. And you know that if you bring him on, he's going to give you 110%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, he, you know, he, he doesn't turn into the 110% performance, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> happens to every player. I'm just, for me, he's, he's, he would never not, if he's fit, he would never not be in a match day squad. If I started him, he just wouldn't last the 90 minutes, mm-hmm. I don't think. I, and if I don't start him, mm-hmm. I can bring him on. And I mm-hmm. think to have that, and this is where I see Jamie Vardy going as well, mm-hmm. to have somebody with his pace and his crossing ability coming on, maybe with 15, 20 minutes to go when the defence is tiring, is, mm-hmm. is to my mind, like you know, having an ace up your sleeve playing poker. Yeah. I could, you know, I, I could see a scenario where he plays where we've put Luckman and Luckman moves forward where we've got Ian Acho. I could see that happening as well because at least then you're still having the pace in behind. Um, but I think I think the team we've got there is is a pretty solid one, to be fair. Yeah. David says, isn't all Brighton injured from the last game? I don't... He didn't play, did he? I'm not he? sure. He, he got an injury, didn't he? He got taken out in the Europa League game. Ah, um, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. So I'm not sure yeah. whether I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure whether he's fit again. But you could be right. Um, yeah. And uh, and obviously, yes, uh, Amati did score the winner in the in the game away at Brighton last season. He did. Uh, I think he's going to be one of those players that is underestimated when we look back. At, at, I think at when he's team. given a role and he knows his role and his role is right, you're a centre half. Yeah. Deal with the balls and then just give it to someone um, who's better than you on the ball. Then it can do a solid job. Yeah. Last question for you now before you go is: Are you still going to talk to us when you're famous, Craig? Of course, Chris. You know, because I think there's very, very little chance of that happening. But well, you know, starting on Saturday, you are going to become the new face of Leicester till I die. <laughs> the new old face. <laughs> <laughs> I, you put, I never say you say you accuse me of having to go i never say these things mm. and uh, you are going to be um on uh, hopefully on some form of, of of television on um so i'm just waiting for for confirmation of the details um mm. but you are going to be accosted after the game I've, I've waited for that for a long time chris to be fair <laughs> um yeah, and I think finally, I think saying that I'm going to be on television somewhere is 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 bigging it up a little bit, but <laughs> someone will have a camera and pointing it in my direction. 
<laughs> you know, you're putting yourself down again, aren't you? You know, do you, do you, if he I turns up and it's, it's Paul Merton behind the camera, you'll be, you'll be, you know, it's Upside <laughs> Sports and um, it, it's, a, it's a new channel that's coming out. It's something they're setting up and they are going to be doing, um, they'll be providing video footage that we'll be able to use on the social promotions um, and, and, and great ideas. And this is just one of them. So, uh, Good, good luck with that, Craig. It's all happening. Everything's yeah, new this week. We've got a new show on Monday uh, as well, with uh, which I'll, I'll, I'll preview in a minute. But, mm. Craig, you're, you're away this weekend uh, on Friday night, so Brad's going to be stepping in for you. Uh, enjoy the game at the King Power and make sure your hair's in place post-game. <laughs> Thank you very much. I shall do. <laughs> I'll make sure that the glue is well in place. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the short, fat, hairy legs to go with the wig, though? <laughs> um, you, you've got no idea what's going on below the level of this screen. <laughs> I don't want to. I really no, don't want to. You know, Craig... The only person who does want to know is probably Paul Scholes. <laughs> we will leave that. We will leave that as that. I don't know where you're going with that one. But, uh... Well, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do. Yes, at least you didn't go with Mark Selby and and, uh, and balls and pockets, I've got to say. No, but thank no, you very no. much, Craig. As always, a pleasure, my wise old owl. Thank you very much. Have a good night on Friday and Cheers. enjoy the game on Saturday. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. Cheers to Craig. And I say, don't forget, on Friday, on Thursday at 9 o'clock, an extra show, The Race. Kind of, you plan, hopefully kind of getting where we're going with it. Um so that's a brand new show that's going out on Thursday at nine o'clock. And if I can get it to work, because nothing's been working tonight properly, Monday night, mm, we're, doing the, we're doing a preview, a review, an opposition review of the Arsenal game with Miss Molina, who's a big Arsenal fan, at six o'clock on Sunday. It's all changed this week. But we have got this coming up, if it works, fingers crossed, on Monday. <laughs> will dazzle you. They make the three stooges look like amateurs. Maybe. I think maybe is, is the word that sums it up there. Yeah, three Leicester channels coming together. Leicester till I die. Um, Akash joins us from Beyond the 90 and Ant from Ant's Leicester's TV channel. All coming together on Monday to have a review of Leicester uh, during the month of October. It's going to be a regular monthly thing and let's say three three. Three great Leicester channels all coming together. Uh, we'll work better together than Lampard and uh, Gerard ever did. Guys, I will see you at nine o'clock. Uh, in about 47 minutes' time, I need to go and get changed, make it look like I'm professional. Yeah, maybe one day it might work. I'll be back with Julian, uh, the ex player uh, for X on the pitch. See you at nine. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms 
for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.